This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I start up your pure minds by way of remembrance. He's trying to remind us. See, I'm just trying to remind you. You guys know what this is. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles, of the Lord and Savior. So he's trying to remind them of these things that the prophet said and that we, the apostles, also mentioned. Because he was going to go away in person. He said I was going to be going away, putting off his tobacco in the first episode. He said that. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own laws. Now, this is prophecy. The last days is already on upon us. In their own generation, they think the last day will be in the few years after they were dead. They say. That's almost 2,000 years ago. We are now in the last days. If anybody wants to doubt it, just look at what is going on. Look at the scripture. You see that all the promises in the Bible we have already fulfilled. Knowledge has increased exponentially. Knowledge has increased. Knowledge of science has increased. Even knowledge of God's word has also increased in us. And we are knowing more right now. That's why the angel told Daniel, the prophet, that this thing, you, you won't understand in your generation, that at the end of the world you understand it. It's a silly talk until the end of the world. And that's how we are able to explain the, the prophecies of Daniel because we could see the history of the world that what he prophesied has happened in some of those history of the world and the rest will happen in our, in our time or in the future. And that was what this apostle was also referring to. Knowing this, that they shall come in the last days, coffers, walking after their own loss, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Now that is the the laughter that many people may be thinking to try to laugh at the we believers that say Jesus Christ is coming. And say, oh, our great great grandfather said the same thing. He has not come here. See, they didn't know that God already put mankind for six thousand years. He, he wanted to give man six days. It was prophetic. Six days, and the six thousand years is the six days. And that is why it looks like it has not come yet, but it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. What has the prophesied is come to pass. It's coming to pass. They say, but the scholars say, oh, they have been saying this since the beginning of the world. Apostle Peter is addressing that in verse 5. For this day willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth, standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Now it was referring to the days of Noah. But some people assume that it was actually referring to the days before Adam was created. But in those days, the people believed that was actually the, the inhabitants of the world when Satan was casted on this earth. They actually were frozen because he said that he reserved the snow for the days of battle and war. In the book of Job, and that was why there was an ice age upon this planet. The, the scientists have found that there was ice age where the whole planet was covered with ice. But after many, you know, centuries and millions of years, the spirit of God started melting the, the ice and formed water all over the earth. And that was why in the book of Genesis chapter one, he said there was a darkness over the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So it was formerly ice, 
then when it melted, it became water covering the whole earth. So that was what Apostle Peter was alluding to him, or he was alluding to the one that happened in the days of Noah, that water overflowed the world. Other ice in the days of the dinosaurs, people call them dinosaurs because they are finding bones in the ground that look like animals that were not of our of our dispensation. They must be dinosaurs, they call them, because they were huge animals with bones still left under on the, in, the, in the ground. Some of them bones that were found under the ice in the Arctic. So those were the ones that they were found out that they must be dinosaurs that were destroyed when something crashed upon the planet Earth. You see? The Bible said God destroyed them then. And the God started all over again by creating, making the earth be reformed. So God moved, the Spirit of God moved upon the waters and then there was water. And then he separated the waters from the from the dry ground and then he started creating. He just spoke and the grasses come up again. He spoke, the trees come up again. He spoke and the animals come up again. But only the animal God wanted to come back alive. But in the end, he created, let us make man in our image. And that's where we are. And God was planning that for 6,000 years that he's going to wrap it up in 6,000 years. But he, he did that, gave us that summary in chapter 1 of the book of Genesis. Now, this is what Apostle Peter was alluding to as saying, the earth was overflowed with water in verse chapter 3, verse 6 as we are reading. But then he said in verse 7 that the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word of God are kept in stock. I mean, like you keep them in the storage, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Now, this is the first place where people realize that Apostle Peter is saying, God has reserved this world unto fire. See, the first time he destroyed water, which is the name of Noah, and saved Noah, but this time he is going to destroy the world with fire. And people wonder, and the describer is going to be like the heavens will melt, like fire with fapping it. Now, it looks like you think God is going to do it, but we can see that as the way the world is going around, God was already prophesied that God is going to allow mankind to destroy itself because they already have nuclear bombs. Enough nuclear bombs stored up in some silos in Russia, in America, in so many of these European countries. They all have nuclear bombs. Many more small countries are trying to get their own too. China has so many, and who knows? Iran trying to get some, Israel has some. The, if they all blow this in, the whole planet will be destroyed. Not the, not the cross, not the heart itself, but human beings on that, animals on that. Because it's going to be a world war where they will use all these nuclear things that they have stopped fire. And the Bible said that Jesus Christ said, if the days were not shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect sake, the days will be shortened. That is symbolizing that the nuclear bomb that will occur, the nuclear blast that will occur when they fight this world war, we so devastate the whole world that the nuclear radiation will just be destroying animals and human beings wherever the nuclear radiation gets to. And human beings just be frozen or burnt to ashes. They have known that if that happens right now, it will be so, it will be so burnt that the, the sky will be like burning in fire. The air that is we breathe will just be like burning air that will destroy masses. And that is what Apostle Peter must have seen in the vision that made him to say, the heavens that are now and the other now are resolved into storm. Into the storm unto fire against the day of judgment and pain. Because when God revealed this thing that this is how it's going to happen, people don't know is it God doing it or is it man going to do it? Nobody knows. God says it's going to happen. But you see, God is telling, telling some things that are going to happen through man. 
that if they continue to live their way, that's why they're going to destroy themselves. And many times, God is warning mankind because if they continue their way, they will destroy themselves. It's not that God is the one destroying them. They are destroying themselves the same way with sin. God said, don't commit adultery. You think God is going to be smacking you with it in the head? That adultery itself will kill you. Either you come, you get out of you from the, that sin, you get a venereal disease that's going to kill you. AIDS that's going to kill you. In the end, go to lake of fire. Why? Because that's the final destruction for the sinner. So that's God is warning people. If you don't live the way God wants, God is going to have to get rid of all those unwanted elements from this planet in the end. So that's why he's turning us to saints, holy people, so that we can live the way he wants and then we can live with him forever in this universe. This universe that he has created for mankind, the physical universe, he said only the righteous shall inherit the earth. So those who refuse to live the way he wants will be like the unwanted elements that you have to be gathered and thrown into the incinerator. Just think of what you have in your house. If you if you have so many things that you don't want anymore, what do you do with them? You gather them, you throw them into the junkyard and you throw them into the incinerator to burn them. That is what happened in the world. The same thing is what God is going to do in the end. The lake of fire is like incinerator for this universe. Where God throws anything that is not needed anymore, things that are not wanted anymore, all the sinners and the wickedness will be thrown into the lake. That's why Satan is going to that lake of fire. But you give them a time to repent. If they are not can they are they are not redeemable, they cannot be shamed, then we throw them away. Just like if you buy something in the store, an electronic gadget, and you use it for a while, now it's faulty. You try to fix it, it's not fixable. What do you do? You're going to have to get rid of it, but it's not going to clutter your house, you just throw it into the dustbin and you go to the incinerator. That is how the wicked and those sinners will be thrown into the incinerator, which is the lake of fire in the end. God is warning you that you can be redeemable so that you begin to live a, a holy life now. That is what God is calling you and me unto. Come and be redeemed by Christ by accepting that your Lord and Savior. And then you will be part of them as we live with God in this universe that he has created for man forever. But if you are redeemable, you cannot be shamed. You are going to follow the devil in their perversious way. They will be going to the light lake of fire, which is the incinerator where the unwanted elements will be thrown. And so this is what Apostle Peter is pointing out to us, that this world is reserved unto fire, that will first destroy the masses, before there will be another raising up of the dead to be judged, and the dead that are wicked, that are resurrected, will be thrown to the lake of fire with Satan. But seven say, But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire, against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Verse 8 of Second Peter chapter 3. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Now that Bible verse is where we get the inspiration that when God told Moses in the book of Genesis chapter 1 that he created the world in six days, it says, representing 6,000 years, a day for a thousand years. Because the Apostle Peter said, one day is with the Lord of a thousand years. He told from the book of Psalms. And God is revealed to us that he said, dispensational thing. One day with the Lord is a thousand years. So God gave mankind 6,000 years, and then there will be a kingdom of peace. The 7,000 years when Christ shall reign on earth, as the book of Revelation has already told us in the book of Revelation chapter 20, 
Christ shall reign upon the earth. The dead in Christ shall reign with him. He will resurrect them. They will live for 1,000 years on this earth. But there will be peace. That is the day of rest. That is the year of rest for God. When you say one day is the rest of the seventh day. He was using that seventh day, Sabbath day, for the Jews to keep remembering it. There is a seventh day rest, which is the kingdom of Christ in the millennium. We call it the millennial reign of Christ. God uses one day of rest of the Sabbath day of the Jews to keep remembering and say that God has a plan of bringing 1,000 year reign of Christ when God will be reigning or not. And God in Christ will be reigning or not. And there will be peace. That was what that seventh day symbolized. And the Apostle Peter said, His day is less than a thousand years. And a thousand years one day. Verse 9 said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us what? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is giving every human being chance to repent. That's why it looks like he's delaying. It's not delaying. He has already given us enough rope, 6,000 years, and we are in the last phase of it, and he's wanting people to repent so that they can accept Christ. Suppose he has closed this thing 8,000 years ago, then we will not have been born, and we'll have missed that, uh, that uh, enjoyment of the kingdom to come. So, but God is giving more human beings to come because he knows how more spirit he has created that God will send to the world. And when they more, all of them have come, and those that are going to accept has come to accept Christ. Those that refuse to accept as sealed in their ungodliness, then the end will be. And that's what the apostles were telling us. Here. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That's what he's describing how the world will be destroyed. He said the heavens will, will, will pass away with a great noise. The elements are the, the, the clouds, the air, uh, oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide that we see in the, that, is, that we are breathing on us. See, they will suddenly melt with fervent heat. That looks like nuclear blast. We are looking at it and saying, this looks like nuclear radiation, nuclear blast. That is so. I was describing it. Because it's just like fervent heat. And they will show you the picture of when they tested the nuclear bomb. How oh, it looks like a mushroom fire blew and, it's, and the, te the temperature is so high that everything it touches just dissolves. You human beings just melted when they when they are touched by the nuclear fire. And that is what Apostle Peter has seen in a vision. We believe he saw this in a vision and he was describing it that the heavens will pass away because when they drop this nuclear bomb, it does not blow when it goes to the ground, it blows in the air above the earth. And that will make the, the clouds begin to melt. And then the air on the ground begins to turn into fire that will destroy masses. And that is really what he saw in the vision that he was referring to, referring to us here. And he said, The earth also shall, and the works therein shall be burned up. That means buildings, everything that people have been paying so much money to build up. The, all these things will be burnt up with the fire of nuclear radiation that's coming at this world war that's coming in the end. Verse 11 Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Knowing that this thing shall be dissolved, why are you trying to hang on to it? What manner of person us used to be? What manner of person? See, in all holy conversation and godliness, that's what you should preoccupy ourselves with. Holy conversation in our words, in our deeds, holy conversation and godliness. Verse 2 says, looking for an instant unto the coming of, our, of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved. 
and the elements are mere with faith. So you, you keep looking for this thing is coming, it's coming. Keep looking for it and get try to escape it also. Try to escape. How do you escape? Christ said, pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these evil things that shall come upon the world and to stand before the Son of God. Verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So we know that according to the word of God, we read in the book of Revelation chapter 20, after chapter 20, there will be a new heaven and a new earth in chapter 21, where the Lord God is going to recreate everything. They so make all things new. We are going to have a new planet out that we have no sea. I mean, this water that's so much on the planet, it, there will be no more sea. See, it looks like a new heaven. So it could be many ways. God could make a make all mammals that are sick go to another planet that are even bigger than the earth. The scientists have been looking through the telescope, they could see that even Jupiter, that is way over there, they don't know whether there's anything on it because they couldn't tell, right? Now it's far away. But from the measurement, they think it's much bigger than the earth. Even Mars, that they have been sending something to go and probe, is not as big as the earth or something, or it's about the same size of the earth. But they think it's uh, habitable, or maybe habitable. But Jupiter is almost 10 times bigger than this earth, according to some of these calculations. And Jupiter has some moons that are like we have a moon on, and that's only this earth that shining light. Jupiter has so many moons like that, and so one of the moons is as big as the earth, just a moon. So God has so many things that he has created in this universe, of physical universe, that he could have put human beings that are redeemed into any other planet that is that can be inhabitable, that is habitable. And then, and that new planet may have no water like this much. Or you could just evaporate all the water on this earth. And if you evaporate all the water in the ocean alone, there will be so much cloud, thick cloud that it will be so thick that it will be a new a new heaven. When Apostle Paul said he knew heaven, he was looking at the sky, look standing in the ground and looking up, that's what they call heaven in those days. The days of apostles. They don't know about uh, all these planets and so on. But they just say anything that go up, they say they go to heaven. When Elijah went up, they say he went to heaven. No, but Jesus Christ said, Nobody has come, no one has come to heaven except the Son of Man that came down from heaven. So we know that the physical universe that people can go to right now, they went to the moon, also that's the physical universe. That's not the heaven that God is. That's just the physical world. But the spiritual world is bigger. It's surrounding us. So when the logical said, no man has gone to heaven, he's talking about the heaven where God is, where he came from. But Elijah went up. Anybody go up in those days, they say he went to heaven. You see? But he could have been transferred to another planet. Where perhaps there are some other beings, which science don't know about it. But God can reveal this to us. As he has revealed that there are other things over there. He has revealed to me, I know, there are other things over there in the universe. But see, what we are saying is, the Lord is saying, all of these things, there will be a new heaven and a new earth after these things over with. And this new heaven and new earth could have been a renovated heart that we are on right now, or it could be another planet that God will put on us. Also. That's what I'm trying to point out. Now, Apostle Peter is saying, seeing that all these earthly things that we see right now will be dissolved, what man of person should we be? Holy conversation, looking for this new heaven as new as coming. Verse 13 says, We, according to his promise, look for a new heaven, new heavens, and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. That is, in the new heavens, only the righteous shall live upon this earth. The new earth we are going to have, only the righteous, because God is going to throw all the unrighteous out of this planet. 
Bible says even the dead that is resurrected that are from hell, they all be judged. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20, let's read that to you so they can see that we are not just seeing these things of faith. It is written in the book of in the Bible. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20, here is what the Bible says about the end. When God will judge all the dead. Verse 12 of that. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. That's where they are going to be judged, according to their works. But no man's work will be able to save him, except those that are born again. They don't stand in that day on that. They don't stand to be judged. They are already one. They are, they are already saved. That these people that are raised, that are brought out of the grave in that time, they will be judged according to. But this is how the judgment is in verse fourteen: death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and this is the real judgment for the woman in verse fifteen. Those that think that go to God, God will save them by weighing their works. No, God doesn't weigh the work. This is what we happen in that verse 15. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So the book of life of the Lamb of God was written before the foundation of God. And those that have their names in the book of life, these are the ones that are being called to become believers. And if you are called, you are blessed. But stay true to the end. Be faithful to Christ. Because the Bible says, Christ said, if you don't overcome, you will blot out names out of the book of life. So God knows those that are, he has sent to the world, those are the people in the book of life. But those who don't make it because they didn't continue to the end, their names will be blotted out of the book of life, like the Lord said in the book of Revelation chapter 3. That we that overcome it, I will not blot out their names out of the book of life. But anyone that is not found in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. So if you are not following through, and your name is blood out of the book of life, you'll be in the lake of fire, trusted with the, trusted into the lake of fire with the devil. And if you are following the devil, you don't get saved, you also will be following the devil to the lake of fire. So we are praying that you repent today and come to Christ and be saved. Verse 14 of 2 Peter chapter 3, as we wrap this thing up, it says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, you look of this new heaven and new earth, be diligent that it do this thing that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless if you are looking for jesus christ you are looking for this new heaven and new i want to be a particular he said be diligent to be found of him in peace without spot that is don't be full of sin sin is a spot in the garment of the righteous and be blameless verse 15 an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. That is, God, God is long suffering because He wanted more people to be saved. And Apostle Peter, I was going to mention Apostle Paul here that Apostle Paul wrote about this also. Say, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. So he was alluding to the fact that Apostle Paul was also writing some of these things to the believers. So that even as a person has been listening to you, remember to be diligent to, to be found in Christ, spotless, without spot and blameless. 
And then he, when he was 16, he mentioned that um, Apostle Paul's writing sometimes may be tough for some to understand it, but it is still in the scriptures. And, was since, and also in all his epistles, in the epistles of Apostle Paul, speaking in them of these things, as many things Apostle Paul also wrote that are mystery, in which are some things hard to be understood. See, there may be hard for you. Apostle Peter is as much as there are some things Apostle Paul wrote that may be hard to be understood. But they don't wrestle with it. They just say, you can't understand this part of it, but you know that God is talking to Apostle Paul. And we in this sense can even know more about what Apostle Paul wrote because God gave more to us what he has revealed to Apostle Paul. Okay. And Apostle Peter was saying, in some of these things that they are hard to be understood as Apostle Paul wrote, which they that are unlearned and unstable, they wrestle with it as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So Apostle Peter was just acquiring the fact that, yeah, Apostle Paul wrote some of these things to you too, that I'm telling you about. In some of Apostle Paul's writing, there may be some things that are too hard to understand, which those people who are unstable, they wrestle with it and, and say Apostle Paul is false or this or that, you begin to talk evil of Apostle Paul, so that they are doing the same to other scriptures of the prophets. You don't mind them. So if you don't understand it, just put it at arm's length. God may make you understand it later, but they are scriptures because the Holy Ghost is talking to apostles. Verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. So even though we know all these things about the world is coming to an end, and these ungodly people are all doing these ungodly things, and the mockers are mocking as well as the coming of Christ, we know all these things, but don't let them Lead us into un unbelief. Beware lest you also fall with the error of the wicked. And led into their own unbelief. So beware lest being led away with the error of the wicked, you also fall from your own steadfastness. Don't fall from your steadfastness. But stand firm. Verse 6 But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How do we grow in grace? Reading the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God. And searching the world and seeking more of him, that's how we grow in grace. And in the knowledge, like I said, that he always emphasizes the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ that God will bring us to that perfection. The knowledge of him comes by seeking more of him in the word of God and fasting and praying and looking unto him. And he will reveal more and more to us, say, oh, my father will come and make our boat. I will manifest myself to him, that is revealing himself to us more. And that is how you know more of him. But we have to seek, say, ye shall find me. When ye shall search for me, say ye shall search, ye shall search me and find me. When ye shall seek for me with all of your heart. So we are to search for him with all of our heart. And those are the ones he revealed himself to. And I and he said, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. This is the end of the second epistle of Peter, chapter 3. It's admonishing every believer that knowing that all these things will come to an end, what manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness. Looking unto Jesus is coming soon. And don't be led away with the error of the wicked that say, Well, the promise of his coming. And they mock the gospel. Don't be led away. Don't let that not confuse you. Just keep your eye on focus on Jesus because we are to metamorphose, grow from glory, change from glory unto glory unto the image of Christ. Many of them may not get to that image of God before they die, but the, the, the changes continue. 
Christ says going to bring them back and they are going to get a new body. So we are to come to the fullness of the search of Christ. I pray that this exhortation will bless your heart and thank you for listening. God bless you. Amen.